As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things like their wings on. How do you have time to consume all this content? You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews. I, I take a morning bike ride and I listen to Oh, oh I want to hear more it about is. that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I oh, really? Oh, wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday afternoon supersized edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf here, Sheila Kapadia there. Marissa Morris on the ones and twos. Nobody cares about us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the winner of the 2020 Dave Goldberg Award for Best Game Story, Zach Berman. (laughs) Now, Zach, you also... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on. Don't tell him short. Finished as the number one runner-up in the best beat writer award. I forget the uh, person who that's named after, but I think it's time for you to, uh, you know, to give us your acceptance speech. There's, there's no acceptance speech. I, first off, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I knew this was coming. Uh, so, like, on, on this podcast, so I can't. Uh, Obviously, I'm honored. It was, I, I appreciate <laughs> the music in the background is killing me. Uh, I, I genuinely, <clears throat> excuse me, I genuinely appreciated it. I uh, choked up. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I can't like come out here with with false modesty. It, it's it's cool to be recognized for your work, especially uh, you know when there's so many talented football writers. That being said, and I say this in sincerity, it was eight nine months ago. Uh, you're only as good as your last story and your next story. I have a lot of, I have a lot of work to do. And I said this back in January, and I stand by it. The best story written on the Eagles beat last year 
was Bo's Jason Kelsey story. So I need to aspire to write a story that good this year. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Well, the uh, the PFWA did not agree. So there you go. <laughs> I I'm, I'm very grateful and appreciative. Uh, and there's a big game Thursday night, tomorrow night, and so we have a lot to discuss. This is much more important. This is, I mean, we're talking about a, we're talking about huh? a one four and one team against a one and five team. This is like like the NFC much, East is on the line. There's a, there's a lot. Yeah. How much hardware is this? Do you, you're gonna have to yeah. redo that uh, shelving back there. Uh, I want to see those bad boys up there. Look, it, I, I, it, it's <laughs> I'm I'm very grateful. It's it's very nice. And we have a lot to discuss on this. All podcast. right. He gave a speech. I say yeah. we we can let him off the hook now. He did deliver a speech, so he, he didn't poo-poo you did. it. You should, and you should you should be very proud, and we are very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm as I'm always Zach, honored to be part of this team. You. So, listen. And the chat is so proud of you. Yeah. Lots Thank of, you. Lots of Thank nice you. stuff. I mean, let's be honest, this podcast has zero chance of ever winning an award. So like, this is as close <laughs> as we will. Uh, I mean, me and Bo, I mean, let's be uh, Marissa, That's maybe I, can, I don't That's know if they true. give a yeah, producer like, of the year like award. I would nominate Marissa, uh, but like, this is as close as we're going to get. So yeah, we need to display those bad boys prominently once the uh, hardware Although comes we in. Did, we're, you're also, you're only as good like as best. You. We were named a best of Philly podcast once. So there, you know, it's basically the same thing. Come on. When was that? I no. I I should just say too. You're only as good as your material. And uh, Josh McCallum gave like great material that that night to work with. So so you're thanking um, first and foremost yeah. Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm just. <laughs> anyways. Oh um, man, if you do, if, if you do have to give an acceptance speech. <laughs> Then you definitely should say, I want to thank first and foremost Debbie on Cloud. No, I would No, Bill O'Brien. You can yeah. take it way back. First of all, Bill O'Brien. Back. Without him, none of this. I do have I have one last question and then we will we will uh we will let you off the hook and get to the topics at hand. Because there's a, yeah, there's a lot of news. Well, so there's, we yeah, there's a lot of show. Yeah. So uh no. Okay. I'll be the judge. We, of that. Uh, you know, we we uh we ask you about like you know the uh, the the anxiety that you have about stuff. I want to know like did you or did you allow yourself to uh, to take a whiff? Where it was how happy was your wife about this development? Ah, oh, she was excited. Um, yeah, because like I, I I put in a lot of work here, so I think you're allowed to uh, you're, you're you're allowed to forgive yourself. So she for likes sleeping in on the, uh, the the Doug Peterson. <laughs> but no, but it's it's dunk. not like I I. Uh, I mean, nothing changed. Obviously, it's just, just but it was I'm not. Yeah, she felt good for me. Yesterday. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that uh, you said, do I allow myself to take a whiff? No, it, it felt good, and then I wrote a Jake Elliott story. So mm. it's like it's that simple. All right. All right. Well, we do have a lot to get to. We will do our bird on the street. We will do the squall twenty-two as Shield tells us what happened against the uh, Ravens. We've got Crow Thine Enemy getting to know this Giants team the Eagles will play on Thursday. We are bringing back, after a uh, smashing success last week, super, super sore casting. And uh, this week we're going to play by the same rules as last week now that everybody knows the rules. Uh, We'll see how that goes. And we are opening up uh, suggestions from the commenters. So we have each submitted three predictions to Marissa. That means there are three opportunities for you guys to uh, give us some possible predictions to uh, to better on to bet on, and then we will of course close with the crystal ball eagle. So uh, let's get to the news. We just spoke with Doug Peterson. 
Um, there are a lot of injuries on this team. So, of course, we send it over to the award-winning Zach Berman. Let's begin with the players who will make their return on Thursday night. Deshaun Jackson is expected to be back in the lineup, as is Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson will give the Eagles a big boost on the offensive line. Avante Maddox will be back at cornerback. Duke Riley expected back at linebacker. So those are four big additions, but obviously the most noteworthy there being Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson. The players who will not be in at, will not be in uniform Thursday night. Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Another week without Alshon Jeffrey, apparently because it's a short week. He didn't have enough time to get ready for this one. And uh then Jack Driscoll and, and Kayvon Wallace. Doug Peterson did not address those two, but we're assuming they will uh, not be in the lineup. But the big ones there being Ertz, Miles Sanders, Malik Jackson. All three were injured uh, last Sunday, and we don't have definitive timetables on them. ESPN has reported that Zach Ertz will miss a few weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, what goes on with Miles Sanders and Malik Jackson. I asked Doug Peterson if they are IR candidates. Doug Peterson said that it's something he'll discuss with Howie, but obviously they haven't made a move at this time. So certainly something to pay attention to there. If they are not placed on IR, we are presuming that they expect them back within a, at least a, a, a three-week but time. They have, so this is interesting because they have the bye in three weeks. So mm-hmm. if they don't put them on IR, that means they think they're going to play next week. Right? Correct. Yeah. So... Or have a shot. I mean, that was not because it's three weeks. That's what the reports were. It's weeks, not games. Correct. Exactly. So that's that's a very good point. Um, So that's interesting. Like I mean, you know, what the the reports on uh, from from Chris Mortensen were that both of them were like two to three week injuries. Um, So I mean, you know, they they have misdiagnosed this stuff before. Alshon Jeffrey now missing his seventh (laughs) game after he came off pup. So uh, like I think we have to continue to to hold them to task here. Now it's not like they they have guys. (laughs) on the practice squad who need to come up. Basically, everybody who can play has played. But, you know, I, it, it, it'll it be silly if they don't put them on IR and then they're going to miss uh, the next two games. And they basically tip their hand in terms of the players they are going to promote by uh, protecting Prince Tega Winogo and T.Y. McGill. Obviously, the Eagles need depth at offensive tackle with Driscoll's injury. They need depth at defensive tackle with Malik Jackson's injury. So you'll see those two players, I assume, elevated uh, for Thursday's game. I hope we see Elijah Riley called up. That way I can pick the Eagles to win On to the 53. On on to the 53. Uh, So uh, Lane Johnson back. That's good. And as you said, uh, no announcement from Doug Peterson about what's going to happen in the interior offensive line. It was funny when we we got a panicked tweet from uh, Rich Bobby because he put center in there. He's not going to say who's playing where. Uh, I think it's probably safe. It would be funny if they just slide Kelsey to left guard. <laughs> yeah. uh, my read on that, my read on that is that it will be uh, what we said on uh, on Monday. Is that when we? T- oh, no, on yes, on the on the beat back and forth. That it appeared Tuesday morning. It, yeah, I think it will be Sua Opeta at left guard and Nate Herbig at right guard. And now, why do you think the the left and right? Because I agree. I, I I don't think they'll they'll put Jamon Brown out there. Matt Pryor hasn't been activated off the off the COVID list yet. So I'm, I'm assuming Opeta steps in there. But do you think Opeta is more comfortable on, on the left side, and that's why they would do that? 
I think Opeta is more comfortable on the left side, and I think that Herbig is more comfortable on the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, and pretty much you know, dating back to all of practices the last two years, when it was the second team offensive line, it was Opeta at left guard and Herbig at right guard when Herbig was not playing center. Astute observation. I thought that uh, I thought that watching Jamon Brown play really made it stand out that Herbig really is doing a, vi- a very good job. You know, like yeah. the, there is a floor there that uh, in a different scenario, a guy like Herbig could come in and that's the floor you see is what Jamon Brown was mm-hmm. last week. And so like watching them play next to each other. And also, I mean, doesn't Herbig look like the kind of guy who like if he if they have him in a good training program, um, you know, maybe get sort of his uh, his I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like rip his look really, because I mean, it's not like he's getting t- really, he's not getting tired at the end. It's not like yeah. in the fourth quarter, he's giving up sacks. Well, that, that you probably don't remember this year, but that happened in the, in the preseason game last year Oh, it did uh, <laughs> against the Jaguars. He was like, oh, I've was never seen year. an offensive lineman look more gassed. Oh, it was, well, it there was you go. Look yeah, at that so. from that year to this year. Now he's yeah. playing in games. He's competent. He's not getting tired in the fourth quarter, you know, get this guy in a good uh, training regimen in the off season. He looks like a competent, uh, you know, I, I think he's the kind of guy you say we can start him at guard uh, until we find someone who is a lot better. You know what I mean? Like if, all right, you draft somebody, someone comes in, that person plays really well and beats him out, but he's not the guy, like, uh, I wouldn't be worried about having him in there as guard. I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he is a, I think his, he is ideally a, uh, a very good fourth interior offensive lineman. And, and now you mentioned Jamon Brown, the, the play that's getting, attention on social media there are there's a three there are three plays that are really just fantastic is is when he was adjusting his (laughs) his his gloves and i bring that up because jamon brown was asked last week we spoke to him last friday what it's like the standard question when a guy's getting his his first playing time what do you bring to the team that kind of thing and his answer was swag that was the first thing he said. I bring swag. <laughs> That's true. He so, didn't say that. so it, it's it, it made sense that in the middle of the play he had to adjust his gloves because that yeah you know, yeah you know, he he needed to look swaggy out there. That play is so funny. He's just standing there like looking very unathletic. Like he's just like he just got teleported onto the field as a spectator he's just looking around <laughs> i mean he thought the play he thought the play was yes, over yes, but yes, I, yes. you should not be doing that i agree i mean it, it's funny to watch but obviously he thought the play was over i mean i feel silly for ripping matt Pryor all these weeks because like this is the this was clearly a situation where the coaching staff knew more than i did about the guy who would potentially be matt Pryor's uh matt Pryor's replacement i mean that that play where calais campbell just chucks him like you know I've never seen anything what, like what are the what does o-line twitter say throw him out the club but is it's usually the o-lineman throwing the d-lineman <laughs> out the club he threw yeah. you, you know you rarely see a man that size getting tossed <laughs> like that um so that was you know it was one of many i mean it was really uh, again i think it was sort of instructive that that is a situation where it just like this guy is ruining your entire, you know, it's the opposite of a game wrecker. It's a game wrecker unintentionally by an offensive lineman. And so, um, you know, when we see some of these other performances and you say, well, you know, this guy gave up a sack, this guy screwed up a couple times, like there's that level. And then there's this level where you just sort of are like, got to throw your hands up. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, okay. So what about uh, Deshaun Jackson coming back? Zach, what's your expectation for, uh, you know, how much he's going to play and whose playing time he's going to take? It's a good question. I, I think he'll he'll play his 
his typical allotment of snaps. That being said, we don't know what, what the, well, from which typical game? Yeah, like exactly, four? exactly. We don't know what, from... yeah, which allotment that is. Uh, so maybe something similar to Week One when he was around fifty percent of the snaps. I don't think he's going to eat away at Travis Fulgham's snaps. My guess is he'll eat away at some of John Hightower's snaps. Uh, perhaps Greg Ward if they moved him inside. We discussed this on the post-game pod the other night, and I'm, I'm curious what Shield thinks because he wasn't on the pod the other night, obviously, uh, is what they do, like if they just run their normal offense without Ertz and without Miles Sanders, or if they get more receivers on the field and spread it out. Because they have, they have six receivers healthy for this game, and they have their top tight end is Richard Rodgers and yeah. their top and their top running backs Boston Scott. So maybe they they go more four wide packages because they do have numbers at that position. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think definitely uh, third down situations, uh, two minute, you know, places where you do not need any of those guys to be a blocker. Like those four are definitely going to go into their routes. I mean, I see zero reason why you would want Richard Rogers uh, on the field in those situation rather than uh, those four wide receivers. So I agree with you. I mean, early downs, you know, you might want sort of that um, element of, uh, you know, you don't know what we're going to do. You, you, you would be obviously more likely to throw the ball if you went four wide, but I mean, Richard Rogers is, get, is getting thrown around in the run game. I said it last week, but man, this is like, like he's got no shot. I, I you know, he's just, you look at a lot of their runs that are getting blown up. It was Jamon Brown, uh, Richard Rogers, when he's asked to block like an edge guy. I mean, he's just getting chucked and it's getting uh, blown up. So I, I don't want to go on a whole Richard Rogers rant uh, again, like I did last podcast. But I would agree with you. I think, yeah, you definitely should see more uh, five, four wide receiver sets. By the way, uh, Quez Watkins had one like really nice route and he played in that game, right? Well, we he's- lost both. All right. Yes. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. baby. Is he, is he on his way to the hospital? I don't know. That could Ooh. happen at any time. Uh, how many, do you know how many snaps, how much did Quiz Watkins play? I will play pull last? that up for you right okay. now. I have yeah. it. So I'm looking down at my phone because I am getting the snaps, <laughs> not because I had something more appealing here. Yeah. Uh, Quez Watkins offensively took 15 snaps, so 21% of the snaps. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was one route. He was like on the left side. He ran a he ran a post, and I was like, wait, which receiver is this? Because it was really nice. The ball didn't go his way, so maybe this is a game where I where like he gets a little bit more run. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good point. And and to Richard Rogers is blocking. I don't know if 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 Bo's here or not, but Bo asked Doug a good question the other day about the two point conversion. Basically, was was Richard Rogers supposed to pick up Matt Judon? And Doug just like didn't answer. Doug said, you know, I'm responsible for the play call there, so on and so forth. I would imagine, I'm, I'm curious what, what, what you think watching the tape, I would imagine the air on that play was was in part Rogers against Judon. I was really confused on that play. I mean, it looked like, yeah, not everyone knew what the play was. You know, honestly, that that that's what it was because... You, Carson Wentz in the offensive line, they're running a zone read. And so it's like Judon is unblocked and Wentz is supposed to read him. If he crashes on Boston Scott, Wentz takes off. You, you know, we all know what a zone read is, but this was a situation where there were two guys unblocked. And so when there's two guys unblocked, like yep. there's nothing to do. I mean, he, you can read Judon. I think he was, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I couldn't remember which guy was reading. I thought initially he was reading Judon. Judon crashed on Boston Scott. And so, I thought Rogers was responsible to like, you know, you block LJ Ford. I was going to see what happened. Uh, block LJ Ford, but Rogers went out into a pass route. So like, even though Judon crashed and it worked kind of how you would hope it would work and Wentz takes off, 
like LJ Fort's right there, ready to blow him up. So, um, not, you know, that's a bad, it's a bad look for the coaching staff, really. I mean, not everybody on the same page in a high leverage moment like that. And then Doug using the excuse of what well, we used our two point plays earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, come on, give me, what are you doing at Pratt? Like, isn't the hallmark of when, whenever we hear these stories about great coaches is they're prepared for every situation. Now I know you can't practice like, you know, 25 different two point conversion plays during the week, but don't you have these foundational base plays that could, you could potentially go to there, whether it's an RPO, whether it's a different rub route, whatever that you go to there. I mean, I thought that was just a really weak uh, explanation for it. Bo, to and catch you up, know. to catch you up here, uh, Shield was talking about the way Quez Watkins played, had a, had a good route. Um, then I I complimented your your question to Doug about Richard Rod if it was Richard Rogers supposed to be blocking Matthew Judon and how Doug just just didn't mm. answer it, and we're assuming it, it was Rogers' response. I think so. Yeah. And and to double down on Shield's point, I don't know if he said this at the beginning, but what what makes that play call and like the rush to the line even more maddening? is that it was the second play after the two-minute warning, and they had the ball on the one-yard line, and they called a quarterback sneak. So, like, you, of course you yeah, should right. be already thinking time. Yeah. about what that play call is going to be. Absolutely. You should have been thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. So, and I mean, think it, it's, it's such a contrast to like the Super Bowl year, right? I mean, like just think of the Philly special, like they didn't know what they were going to do. They dial it up and boom. And now you're just sort of like, caught, like there are moments in a game that you're not prepared for. You got to think on your feet. You're the play caller. That's what you have to be ready for. So then, coach Flynn says uh, you should have two, two point conversions in the game plan and another four more you can call based on guys running them before. Yeah. Like, you know, these are foundational plays that you've probably rep. Maybe you didn't rep them a hundred times that week, but like everyone knows what they're supposed to do. You've run them before and you can go to them. So, so Doug's reference wasn't the two point conversion plays. It, it was to red zone. I think it was those to red zone or to goal line plays. And they did have a lot of, you know, you know, red zone, uh, a lot of red zone goal line plays in the game. Nonetheless, you can still run something again and dress it up differently, you know? Yeah, I always like the idea that you can't just run a play again, you know, when you need to gain two yards. He's is... bragged about that before, you know? Right. Like, I've had, remember, I remember the they ran mesh nine times yep. or, or whatever in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. Like, you could run these plays, you have them in different looks, and, you know, you can go to it. So, anyway. And I do think the I do think the point about four receivers that you brought up is an interesting one, Zach, because it, I think it's a, a test of you know how adaptable this staff is because mm -hmm. what we what, what they would do normally is they would just you know they would have Richard Rodgers and you know Jason Kroom out there in yeah. 12 personnel or they would put uh they would you know they would rely on guys they already knew and we were going to see like Corey Clement and Boston Scott on the field together and Boston Scott as like a slot receiver if they instead like trust the young guys and have you know Quez Watkins out there in four receiver sets more often I think that is, uh, you know, that's at least an indication that they're paying attention and willing to be flexible. Now, they, they, they obviously, it's a short week, so they didn't have much practice time. They, they basically have, have, have walkthroughs. So I don't know how much is in their playbook in, the, in terms of, you know, the, the, the diversity of, of plays in, let's say, you know, whether it's, it's uh, 10 personnel or 01 personnel, whatever it may be. Uh, to, to get four wide on the on on the field, but I imagine that that they have some, and it's it's not hard to 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 mix it up. And you're only really talking about obvious passing situations. You can approach first down differently. 
All right, let's pivot to uh, the Squall 22. We've already heard your thoughts on Jamon Brown and the uh, two-point conversion show. What else can you tell us about the eye in the sky and what it didn't lie about? Yeah, well, you just mentioned Jason Kroom. That might have been the funniest touchdown league-wide. <laughs> I mean, the Ravens didn't – I don't think they realized he was on the field or part of their team. He's literally standing there going like this for five <laughs> seconds. Wentz gets pressured so he doesn't see him. Then he escapes pressure. Kroom is sitting there going like this. Then Wentz, I don't know why he did this. He gives like a fake. Like, I don't know who he thought he had to <laughs> – he had to make out, and finally he throws it to Kroom. I mean, it, that that was an amazing touchdown. So that was great. it was right in front of us, and we saw Kroom. Oh, the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, that that was hilarious. I have been meaning to look up how many uh, players have had games this year where they had a touchdown on one snap. There you go. Uh, well, you know, you guys talked about the high tower drop um, in the uh, in the post game pod. You know, you get Marcus Peters to bite there and you're not going to find him more wide open. And so that was a very, it basically one takeaway was that there I'm normally the guy who says, stop making excuses for Carson Wentz. Every, you know, quarterback has deals with injuries. Every quarterback has guys drop passes, but this game was like totally that. I mean, this was the case. You just talk about those two plays. That's either a 50 yard game, maybe a 75 yard touchdown. And then Miles Sanders, that's a 21 yard touchdown. I mean, this just would totally change the game. And, and those are plays that an NFL player should make, you know, the high tower one, you should make that 10 out of 10. I guess we could say 9 out of yeah. 10 if we're being generous. The 10 out of 10. Sanders one is a little bit more uh, challenging, but certainly you should make that, what, 70% of the time? Mm -hmm. You should make you, you turn around and you should be able to make that catch. So um, that that was eighty percent, eighty percent. Okay, yes, yeah, so that was the play. I remember, you know, the Josh Jacobs uh, draft Twitter was showing a play Josh Jacobs made like that in Alabama, and it was like, all right, you know, this guy's a great uh, wide receiver, and I think Sanders has. He's not having a great year, probably, you know, especially in terms of being a pass catcher, as Zach has written about. But um, you know, you would expect him to make that play. Um, I thought Wentz, you know, there were some, I don't know what's going on with him and Ertz. Like he just misses him yeah. constantly. I mean, he, his accuracy is all over the place, specifically with Ertz. Uh, you know, he had the fumble. I thought there were two passes that could have been intercepted. But, you know, you look at the end of the game and who he's playing with and to, to bring them back in the fourth quarter, uh, that 40-yard run where he was just basically like, all right, get on my back. I mean, you do like to see that fight. I think that's uh, that's legit. And I do think and he's, he was getting killed. He was getting, you know, I'm that, that that's like a good sto big storyline, I feel like, for Thursday night, right? Like, what kind of shape is this guy's body yeah. in uh, going into a short week after 16 quarters? So he was, he was literally asked uh, what <laughs> what color bruises did he have um on wow. his body yesterday very specific good to, who <laughs> yeah, asked that yeah. good specific question uh ed kratz asked it i, oh, I like I, that I believe, Ooh, yeah um, and uh and carson gave his you know you always have bumps and bruises uh i th i thought the line that really resonated was you have to convince your body and he was talking on on tuesday obviously he said you have to convince your body that it's friday today mm. that like like in and he was talking about tuesday so that would make that seems today, like Wednesday, a just Saturday. that seems like a justification for like drinking before noon or something <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but so so now i mean now I, I i brought up to carson you know a lot has been made and I'm, I'm i'm one who's made a big deal about it in, in recent years about doug's record on thursday nights but uh a big part of that is because of the way carson has played some of carson's best performances have been on Thursday night. Hmm. If you think about the Packers game last year uh, on on the road, that was a big game. The 
the giant uh, the um the Giants game the year before that was a a real big game coming off that Minnesota loss in 2017 he had the Panthers game Panthers game yeah and that was a great that was like one of my favorite games to cover you just liked it because exactly. my foot got ran over by the lift driver. And I liked your your friend who had the brewery. That was fun too. <laughs> so uh, so with so with Trifecta, Carson, right? <laughs> yeah. So with Carson, a big part of it is is now he said the same thing Doug says, but I I think that Carson does a good job, like just just toughing through whatever he has at at, at that moment in playing. Um, so it's it's a good quality of his. Um, okay. okay, couple. Uh, let's say a few, a uh, few other things here. You know, I thought they got back uh, into the uh, the Ravens. Definitely were like sleepwalking at points in the second half. I mean, that fifty yard completion to Hightower down the left sideline. He didn't do anything. That was a complete coverage bust where no one picked him up mm-hmm. and he ran down and no one ran with him. So, uh, you know, there was, there was nothing he did special there. The Kroom TD, again, they didn't even notice that he was on the field. <laughs> uh, the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside two-point conversion, like it seemed like he didn't run the route Marcus Peters wanted him to run, and Peters was like, all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, he literally stops in the end zone. Like, if, you know, if that were the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, Marcus Peters is not being so, like, sort of... Uh, sort of relaxed in his coverage there. So there certainly were um, situations like that. Uh, poor, you know, Travis Fulgham, I thought he played better than he played the previous week. I mean, I know you guys were talking about after the game that uh, why didn't they get him the ball earlier? I was thinking the same thing as I was watching. Uh, multiple opportunities to get him the ball where Wentz was just getting crushed, sacked, pressured. I mean, there were at least three in the first half where he ran great routes. I think he would have been the read. He's open and uh, Wentz doesn't have time to get him the ball. So I, I don't think it was a case of them ignoring him or anything like that. It was just the protection being terrible. Um, if if the Eagles win that game, that fourth and nine touchdown is yeah. is viewed as as like a, a great play yeah. of the season. You know, um, it was just Carson just throwing it up there and, and Fulgham making a play on the ball. Yeah, zero blitz. Middle of the field is open. He chucks it up there. Uh, I think that was Marcus Peters again. So I don't know if he gave full effort on that. It looked <laughs> like he could have easily just knocked the ball down, but uh, whatever, Fulgham went up and got it. So uh, so good job by him. But yeah, I was uh, I was very encouraged by Fulgham. I thought he like separated and got open more in this game. I think he's got a great feel against zone coverage of you know how to sort of adjust and find the soft spots. So um, you know he had 75 yards. He had a pass interference penalty that's 30. That's over 100. And like I said, there's three or four times I thought he could have got the ball that he didn't. So he really could have had uh, an even bigger game there, I thought. Let's see. What did you make of Mylotta? Um, pro- probably is like worst game so far, but again, it's like that scale. Now we have like the Jamon Brown scale. So it's like the, uh, you know, he certainly wasn't at that level got beat at times. Uh, I think they definitely confused them with some of their blitzes, that kind of thing. But, uh, he competed. I know that clip circulating. That really was unbelievable after that the tackle. Wentz bumble. Not just oh. the tackle, but I mean, what's he thinking? Just <laughs> the play's over and he shuts the guy back down. Fantastic. He needs to be a defensive tackle, right? I don't know how did he get a penalty on that? That's but. Uh, that's that's the lead of my of my my lot of feature ah. that's upcoming. Oh, ah. now you're yeah, you're ah. let me cat out the bag here. You got to get oh, that man. up quickly. You might yeah. be on paternity leave here. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see anything where I'm like, you got to bench this guy or he's out of there. It, it, I look at everything as sort of a growing process right now. It, you know, he's certainly not their worst lineman. So um, I, I thought he wasn't, he wasn't great, but he was fine 
Uh, and let's see, anything else here? Richard Rogers, a disaster as a blocker. I wrote down. He's uh, it's. I mean, we've talked we talked about it last week, so we don't need to talk about yeah. it again. But it's just insane. He's such a bad blocker. Yeah. What is he doing? Like, how is he? The, how is he your third tight end for the third year in a row? I kind of I had the same outside the box idea you did about uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside. I mean, Why these not? things are generally easier said than done. Yeah. But I don't know. At this point, yeah, let, let, let's put some weight on it. We know he he plays with effort, right? He likes to block, and. Uh, See what happens. Maybe that's a way to get him on the field. Did Bo freeze? Do we have another Bo frozen face here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, there he is. Okay. okay. So uh, it would probably my internet connection is unstable. It tells me. Well, it's not the only thing unstable in this house. I know that's right. (laughs) If you if if you look at the skill set of the players, JJ at tight end and Hakeem Butler as an outside receiver might make more sense than the inverse, (laughs) right? right? You're right. they're, They're basically teaching Hakeem Butler how to play how how to play tight end. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting outside the box idea. I'll tell you, uh, that was the offense. I don't think anything else you guys wanted to touch on with the offense. Not that I can think of. Uh, I'll tell you who's got me smitten and I can't claim him because Zach was ahead of everybody. Josh Sweat was unbelievable in this game. I mean, it seemed that way watching live, but watching the film, he's got one-on-one reps against Ronnie Stanley, who's you know, maybe the best left tackle in the NFL, certainly on the short list. And he's he's getting pass rush there. He's playing, what's the saying? Like like his hair's on fire? Is that the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his energy and effort is outstanding. And you see that combined with like the physical skills. Uh, this guy has a much higher ceiling than I was in, anticipating. Like, I mean, he was jumping. I wrote his down, his name down more than anybody else on defense uh, throughout the course of this game. I mean, he batted down the screen pass. He had a pressure on third down that forced an incompletion. Uh, He had multiple tackles for loss in this game. So I want to see more of him. And they have that interesting decision. What is it with Barnett? They've got to uh, the fifth year option. Well, well, they, they picked up his, his, his fifth year option, but it's, if he's, if he's on the roster, like March, whatever, then it's guaranteed. Which, uh, you know, you might want to keep all those guys, but like, I know sweats, uh, long-term durability is probably always going to be a concern. But if you told me that he was going to be, both guys were going to be healthy the rest of their career, I, I, I don't know what the odds are that like one of them is going to have a much better career than the other one. So uh, he's really been impressive this year. I think he's taken another leap. And I thought that was like one of the best games I've seen him play. So I, I want to see him play more. Uh, Javon, how come? How Take come, a whip sack. How come? Uh, yeah, really. I, you know, I wanted to. I, I was like, oh, maybe you know, Josh Sweat. I got a nice, unique take here. But I'm like, Zach was talking about this guy before last year, so I can't really uh, clear. And I was Broke making fun. Of, right, oh, twice a day, right? <laughs> I was making fun of him. So I, you know, you go up against the sports writer of the year, and these are the losses <laughs> you gotta. The, you gotta not take. the sports writer of the year. Uh, listen, we're gonna give this life of its own. You are, you are a one-time <laughs> Pennsylvania sports writer of that's the year. Right. So that's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, I could, yeah. I, I could say anything, and it would probably be. Uh, Correct here. Um, Javon Hargrave, is there a reason this guy or this move has not gotten more heat? Are we just assuming that he's injured? Well, no, I, I think it's it's because Jackson has, has – I think Malik Jackson's been – I don't want to say so good, but has, has been good enough that Hargrave's the, the third defensive tackle, essentially. Okay, now, that but might... you just paid him $13 million yeah. a I year. Agree. Well, 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 that was the dilemma when you signed him, right? Um, now, that being said – we're not going to see Malik Jackson Thursday night, so this needs to be a big Javon Hargrave game. I think I think you're right though that now now with Jackson out, the focus yeah. uh, will be will be closer on him. 
I mean, I've held off on completely, you know, going in on it because I don't know if he's healthy or not. You know, when a guy misses that much training camp and starts the season with an injury, you always have to sort of be aware of that. But if he hadn't had an injury and this was how he played, I mean, this is there's no discernible difference between him and Hassan Ridgeway. And I say that without any hyperbole. I mean, the guy has played 190 snaps. He has five tackles, a sack, two quarterback hits. And I know stats don't tell the story with the defensive tackle. Those stats tell the story with him. I mean, he's not blowing plays up and leading to other guys uh, making plays here. And Tapea, you know, they make this big projection that he's going from a two-gap scheme to a one-gap scheme. Uh, this scheme's going to really fit his skill set better. I mean, $13 million a year. Think of what you could have done with that money mm-hmm. on the, whether it's the offensive side of the ball, whether it's linebacker, whether it's the secondary. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, whether it's, you know, none of the above and just kind of uh, preserving it to have a little more flexibility going into next offseason. You know, this was their plan B. They lose out on Byron Jones and they say, all right, well, we'll turn that into Darius Slay trade and a Hargrave signing. And Slay's been great, but the Har- this signing has been a disaster. I mean, am I crazy? It's still early. It is. Yeah. yeah. You're through six games. It's been a yeah. disaster. Maybe and he missed and he missed one and, right. and really wasn't right. only back. Okay. For a second, All right. So, so that, so I am right to be a uh, patient. All right. So we will, yeah. let's revisit in like uh, in a month, but I will just say his perform. he's giving them, you know, next to nothing in my opinion that you couldn't get from a uh, minimum salary player through the first five games. But, but to your point of how they could have spent that money in your free agency rankings, you, you mentioned that Corey Littleton is like the exception of, a, of, of what you would typically view a linebacker because he, he can play all three downs. And yeah. so when you see the way the linebackers have played this year, that all, that's also something you must weigh. Although he stunk it up, I think, for the Raiders so far. So I haven't maybe, been watching much yeah, Raiders. Maybe so, I missed yeah. on Littleton. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. that's, been a, that's been like a storyline. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I'll take that back then. Yeah. They're probably having the same conversation. <laughs> so it is hard. No, that's a good point. It yeah. is hard to uh, yeah. reject these guys. Uh, but the Robbie Anderson one is interesting, and I was not high on Robbie Anderson. I'm kicking myself for not employing the Adam Gase theory. Yes, you know? I know. Um, it's like because he is really – I mean, he, he's been a top-10 receiver – by every statistical metric and it's not like uh, stat padding he's making incredible plays for them uh, every week yeah I, I don't know he's how exactly much what they needed but the, but but yeah uh, i think zach is going to say my understanding is yeah. they were not interested in yeah. robbie anderson it was it was perryman who they were you know monitoring hmm. exactly and decided not to pay both said it well there yeah okay all right uh, I think that's everything. Brandon Graham was at Brandon Graham. I feel like is moving better than he ever, ever has at this age. He's unbelievable. I don't know what he's doing he with uh diet or conditioning or what, but like he was chasing Lamar Jackson down, you know, to the yes. sideline. Um, so that that's a great sign because, you know, that's a player who theoretically could be in the decline. And we're talking about, he's not giving you what he used to. He's playing as well as he's ever played. I, I think uh, Malik Jackson was very good. Um, once again, you, Do you have an Alex Singleton take? I think he's fine. He was he was the dime linebacker yeah. in the first half, and then Gary took over in the second half. I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of did, this was a game where I'm like kind of done with Gary, you know? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the right move. Get Singleton out there, give other guys a shot. You kind of know what you're getting with him. I mean, that one play. I know it's not fair, but he's in open space against Lamar Jackson. Like he's not going to make that play. What are you do? Yeah. He's not good in coverage. He's getting he's getting bulldozed by guards in the run game. I just don't know exactly what he's giving you that you, you know, 
that you want to keep him out there right now. So, so real quick, the injury report just came out, okay. and it's it's as it's as we said, six players ruled out: Jack Driscoll, Zach Ertz, Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Miles Sanders, uh, and and Kayvon Wallace. No one is questionable for this game. Um, so, so, so Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson are definitely going to play. Same thing with Avante Maddox. And if unless the Eagles make a roster move in the next 24 hours in terms of putting a guy on IR, they will have six injured players inactive, and then we assume Nate Sudfeld, right? <laughs> poor Sudfeld. Yeah. It's so it's so silly. I was hoping we could start <clears throat> the uh, this podcast with another lengthy uh, segment on Nate Sudfeld being inactive, but I, I think you, you guys covered that in the postgame pod, so we can move on. We gotta do, you know. We gotta keep our eyes on the end of the roster. That's well. That's good what the news. Show's all about. Lane, jo- Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that's big. Yeah, and and they're yeah. So they'll definitely play. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Well, then let's turn our attention to the New York Football Giants coming off their first win of this season over the Washington Football Team. They are thirtieth overall in DVOA. And let's talk about the offense first, where they are dead last in the league in efficiency, 32nd, 29th passing, and 30th rushing uh, in year two. Danny Dimes has uh, has not been so great. He continues to turn the ball over a lot. And uh, it's a pretty uh, – you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Shield, but, you know, the kind of uncreative offense you might expect from Jason Garrett. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, the Giants offense, let me see. I know I had notes on them somewhere, which, the, okay, here, here it is. Uh, they stink. They are terrible. <laughs> they, are, they are one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I think um, in terms of EPA per play, they are above only the New York football Jets. Mm. Uh, they hired Jason Garrett, you know, very creative outside-the-box hire. You know, I think, uh, you know, I don't think these minority candidates really have any reason to argue because <laughs> – when a white guy like Jason Garrett gets hired, it's totally, I mean, you know, he's got had a great background, proven track record, and it makes complete sense. So, you know, you have to look at the guys that are, are being hired. And I think, you know, I'm in on this. You're, 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 you're janking my bit. It's totally fair. I mean, there's definitely no minority candidate who's worked his way through the ranks who is more deserving. The NFL Jason is Garrett. a meritocracy. The merit- as, like Vic Fangio uh, said. Yeah. Vic Fangio yeah, said, 100%. Yeah. So uh, 28th in passing, 28th in rushing. In this points boom of 2020, they've scored 20 or fewer points in all but one game, averaging 14 and a half points per game. That ranks 31st. Uh, they went, there was one stretch where they went 20 straight drives without a touchdown. Uh, Daniel Jones, who actually, as a rookie, I'm not saying he was great, but you could see that there are some sk- tools to work with. Like, really, if you, t- if you put Daniel Jones on with like Andy Reid right now, the Chiefs are making the playoffs. I mean, I legitimately believe that. If, if you trade Patrick Mahomes for Daniel Jones, the Chiefs would be making the playoffs. Meanwhile, Jason Garrett. So will the Giants. Yes. 
Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, no, they will. Yeah, but you know, the, it's more impressive to be doing more with less sure, than sure, less sure. with more. Um, so, does this give you a deeper appreciation for Pat Shermer? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that there's anything that would qualify for uh, for for that. Uh, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. He's got 22 fumbles since the start of last season do you think that's more or less than cars more than carson Ooh, i think it is a, i think it is slightly more zach i think it's fewer than uh carson Wentz. uh more slightly mm-hmm. more okay. 22 and 19 games uh carson Wentz was second i believe with 21 in 22 games um often bad Jameis is not playing offensive lines yeah offensive line stinks 29th in pass block win rate uh, Daniel Jones, the one thing he has done is uh, he can run the ball. He had like a 49-yarder on a uh, on a zone read last week. I'm not going to use any of those, uh, you know, what's the word when a white guy's fast? Oh, uh, yeah. He's, sneaky. It's, uh, sneaky athletic. Sneaky yeah. athletic. No, I mean, he, he's just athletic. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I think there's an argument that he is yeah. sneaky athletic, not because he's white, but because he's got that. Um, kind of a nerdy look. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the uh, the the eyebrows thing that he's got going on. What's he got with That's, the eyebrows? He's <laughs> got like these like bushy sort of unibrow eyebrows. Hey, it's listen, an, it's the nerdy look. Some of yeah. us have bushy eyebrows. Take it easy, all right? I will not. I was sta- reading. I will not stand for that slander. I was I was reading about this uh, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson who's lighting it up and uh, can I ask you this- a question? Is he old? I don't he think he's be, particularly. Right? I don't he's think he's not, particularly old. Uh, he's not no. post post mission. I I don't I don't believe so. Okay. Um, uh, but he was described as as like sneaky athletic, or his athleticism will surprise you. That kind of thing. Mm, yeah. It's like Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. Um, so he's their leading rusher. He's got 204 yards, averaging 7.6 yards per carry. Now they also added Devonte Freeman, who, who's taken over for Saquon Barkley. And in the uh, passing game, Darius Slayton is their best player. He's got over 400 yards, averaging over 16 yards per reception. I would think this is a uh, big play slay matchup with a uh, mm. big play Slayton type of game. Very slay fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would think that this is a game where you do match him up with uh Slayton all over the field. They also have Evan. Who would you rather have Darius Slayton or Claps and Thorpin? Oh, I thought you were going to Darius Slayton or Darius Slay. Mm. That's an interesting question for the Eagles. I would, would rather, rather Darius have? Slay. Really? I'd rather have Slayton. I think I'd rather have Slayton. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Slay. I, I think Slay's a top of the league type. Okay, nice. but we were seeing how little how little uh difference that makes Mediocre wait defense. wait real quick I, I i don't want to interrupt but when i was reading the Eagles status report the eagles injury report yeah. um i was just reading who's who's in and out but there's one thing i should mention here alshon jeffrey they added calf injury to his designation that was not on the injury report <laughs> yesterday so this is new that now it's the foot and the calf that is keeping mm. him out he's you think water gun to your back does he play again for the eagles this year Yes. Calf. I mean, calf doesn't seem that bad, but I mean, who knows? So sorry to interrupt you there. Just that's just okay. To... That's that, that doesn't yeah. sound great. Uh, Evan Ingram, who's always been a uh, a good player, they found him to make him like one of the most boring tight ends in the league. Yes. So another yes. great job there. Uh, Golden Tate looks completely cooked, and uh, your boy. And we'll see if Sterling Shepard returns. So uh, that is their offense. I mean, really, you can. I know that any given Thursday. Uh, thing, but man, if you can't uh, hold if this def- if def- if this defensive line can't just you know dominate yes. uh, this offensive line, then the Eagles are in real trouble. You're like all- their offensive line. Yeah, they they benched Andrew Thomas for being late. 
last week. Yeah. Right? And and then they Is it Andrew Thomas or Thomas Andrew? It's Andrew Thomas. Okay. <laughs> Number four overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh late to a meeting, so they benched him and, and uh him and Matt is it is it Pert or Peart? I thought it was um, Pert. Pert. Yeah, he's <laughs> the, from Yukon. On- <laughs> Greg Cosell insisted that it's Payert on his podcast oh, really? on the Eagle Island Sky yeah. podcast, and I kept laughing. There's no way that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Matt Payert. He said it's it's so, not how it's spelled so confidently. Yeah, wouldn't you only say that if you were like sure? He knew it's Payert, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that, I thought that was how yeah, that 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 was the moment of my week so far. <laughs> is there a uh, gentleman thing behind you? Uh, no, no. no uh, Dave, Dave is gone from the wall. Okay, Dave invested in the Hog Maui. He's the number four overall pick, Dave. and yeah, yeah. So that's a good transition. Their defense is not terrible. I thought they were gonna have the, one of the worst defenses in the league this year. That has not been the case. There, uh, there he is. Got him. They're mediocre. You know, between like sixteen and twenty by both. Uh, most metrics uh they they've got those hog mollies like you said inside dexter lawrence leonard williams who uh, i've ripped uh plenty in the past but actually has played pretty well this year dalvin tomlinson and so this is a hard game to run the ball inside specifically if you're playing jamon brown at uh at right guard so that that could be a tough go um they can't rush the passer. They're they're terrible at that. Uh, James Bradbury has played well for them, though. That was kind of one of those other uh, free agent cornerbacks who was out there uh, on the market. They signed Logan Ryan, who's you know kind of hit or miss. I don't think he's a great player anymore, but uh, he certainly is versatile. I will say this: you know we've um, we've crushed Joe Judge a lot, and uh, deservedly so, I think. Last week they had like a fourth and two from the Washington thirty-eight, where they went up to draw a delay of game, but they get to the line of scrimmage with like five seconds left. And so, you know, Jones gives like one quick call and then they had to call timeout and they punted. They had another thing. I think they kicked a field goal, like fourth and two from the Washington two. So he's been conservative, but I will say that I don't get the sense yet that like the players, this isn't like a Matt Patricia or Adam Gase set up yet. You know, like they actually do play with joy, some joy, uh, some effort. It doesn't seem like they're out there being like, we totally hate uh, our head coach, which was a concern when you looked at how he ran uh, training camp. So I don't know if that's because it's early. I don't know if there's something there. You know, there was that clip where, what did he do? Was it a slip and slide or what was the Yeah, the fumble drill. Yeah, yeah I mean, did, I thought like, you know, in those you can kind of tell whether the, they're like, all right, this clown or, um, you know, whether they were kind of into it. They seem kind of into it there. So um, he very well may end up being a disaster. You know, they haven't been good. I think you are. This is this is a moment in time where you are going on the record as being a Joe no, Judge nice fan. Try. Let's, let's, nice let's try. Let's make sure that we, we mark this for history. Nice try. That you are endorsing Joe Judge. As Zach would say, he's a Philly guy. He is, but he He's he, no he, he 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 annoyed Bo by transferring to Lansdale Catholic. Yeah, that's Saint such Joe's a non concussion uncle move. What are you uh, doing, buddy? <laughs> you wanted to play quarterback. Go win the job. Um, Shio, I'm curious. What a quitter. I I I usually try to at least watch some of the team during the week, and uh, haven't watched any of the Giants this week. Short week. Um, I I was reading clips that was praising Gettleman's off season because. Blake Martinez and Kyler Fackrell are playing well. Is that Fackrell is playing well, right? Is that the case? I mean, I mean, it's a low bar. He had a big play last week against a, you know, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Blake Martinez stinks, and he drafted a left tackle at four, who they've already benched, and the guys they drafted him over him are all better than him. Like, yeah. clearly right away. I actually uh, liked Andrew Thomas coming out of Georgia. and they, like he, Yeah, I, he, I, he thought, I thought it was a fine liked pick. Him. Yeah. Uh, he got benched for being pick. late, though. They picked him, yeah, but they picked him over Makai Becton and Jedrick Wills, who yeah. are both definitely yeah. better. So were you on the record that they were, those guys were definitely better than Andrew Thomas? Well, I don't think I was doing all the homework all on right. the left tackles, well, but I, mean, I, think I, I, I think I did uh, have Becton uh, ahead. Okay. But. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it was fine. I didn't think, I didn't think their draft was crazy. Uh, no, he has not done a good job, though. Their team stinks. They have a terrible roster. And he also could have traded down. Uh, they, they've invested the Leonard Williams uh, retaining him on the franchise tag was one of the worst moves by any team in the entire offseason. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. They're garbanzo beans. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to say something. They're sixth in uh, special teams DVOA. So Joe Judge is bringing the juice there. They've actually, they had like a uh, a really nice fake punt that was, uh, I think it's. And Tristan Wirfs, as uh, somebody says, also better. I don't know if it was a touchdown, but it got brought back for penalty. And uh, that, w- that was the angriest Joe Judge has been all season. Ripped mm-hmm. his headset off. It was a pr- pretty good insight into Joe Judge right there. All right. Are we ready for Swooper Sorecasting, the return? Oh my god. Everybody's excited. Yes. Is this where I get yes. to sign off? Oh no, we are uh, <laughs> yes. first Wait, I didn't I didn't even play the music yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> okay, now we can play. <laughs> all right, some co- some comments really quick here. Uh First of all, you screwed up in your review of the game on uh, Sunday night. You didn't give me credit for my Jalen Hurts uh, over 20 yards rushing, receiving, passing. So terrible job by you. But no one. Okay, two, two no, correct. No, for you. no one is. Uh, no one is surprised by that. Uh, RSQ says, "Can't wait to see how Bo rigs the game in his favor this week." Uh, <laughs> totally agree. Looking forward to that. Neil uh, and a lot of people talking about uh, the mug that Marissa is drinking from. They're saying, yeah, a lot of comments on the mug. Yeah, what's this mug? Same size as her I, head. It's really like not that big. I think I have small hands. Yeah, put it next to your it's head. Really? I mean, uh, I can't really tell. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Really not that yeah, big. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Really, I wouldn't say it's huge. Yeah, look at both. I, I love a, to drink from a big mug. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I definitely like a bigger one. Versus yeah, I don't like that smaller. middle ground. Well, you know? the problem with big... a big mug is it, it cools, cools down too true. quick. That's fair. Yeah. True. That's fair. True. All right. Yeah. Um, that can be an issue sometimes. And then I've been self-conscious to drink <laughs> out of it. because. Really Are you going coffee or tea there? Coffee. Okay. okay. This is actually my only my first cup oh, of the day. Wow. So. More to come. Yeah. The Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast <laughs> says uh, hope, they hope Bo finished last in the voting for the uh, – Award that Zach won. So that rivalry. Yeah, I've always been told not to punch down. So I'm not oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wenzel says baller Zberm stock tips cycling god calves of gold. What can't this man do? Huh? I agree. Huh? I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think any of that is applicable. I'm not. I'm not a great bicyclist. Well, the calves. I don't know where this calf thing came yeah. from. By the way. I think we know. Uh, um, and uh, stock. T- I mean, no. No, you I'm gave not everyone that. Amazon. If they would listen, yeah. we've been over this. If they would listen to your combine stock tips, people would have legitimately made a lot of money. <laughs> that part uh, is true, actually. Coach <laughs> Flynn wants to know what, if any, awards have Shield or Bo won. I mean, mine are so pathetic. Like I won like like second place in blogging and Philly.com when like the own the whole company I worked for like hated that I was blogging, and so there wasn't really like a big cake in the kitchen or anything there. Um, no, no big uh, celebration. 
alliteration there. Uh, I did win an emerging professional from Penn State when I was in like my mid-20s. Since then, I mean, they haven't called me back. You know, they don't want me to talk to any classes. I hear from nobody. So um, just as as a kid, I feel like I peaked athletically at like 11. I feel like as I grown up, I peaked professionally probably around like 27. Hmm. Uh, MVP of my baseball team. Uh, all right. John Patterson says, uh, quote, I knew I was the best Zach also humility and sports journalism award winner. Uh, so that was, and then somebody else says, I'm not going to go with false modesty and then says some super modest stuff was, uh, recapping Zach's speech there. Uh, a real football writer guy. He says, you're only as good as your next story. Uh, John, I was going to pull out the, uh, Tom Brady thing when, because my, my brothers tease me that, that, uh, yeah, when you ask Tom Brady like what his his favorite um, Super Bowl is, he says the next one. Mm. And so, like, if someone says, "What's your favorite article?" I say the next one. Jake Elliott story. Who knows? Nice. We might be here a, week, a year from today. I don't know. About- we don't get a lot of that. Didn't get a lot of reads. <laughs> Uh, John wants to start a GoFundMe for uh, Zberm's trophy case. Yeah, I think we could probably do that. That's okay. That's there's, there's a lot more. Uh, Rich Bobby, uh, when I was complaining about not winning anything, says I win the Rich Bobby Award uh, for excellence every year. So I appreciate well, that. Well, there you go. That Rich is. Bobby, and that comes with the- well, What the hell? Uh, where, where's my I award, I think Rich? you didn't complain enough. Like, yeah, you <laughs> okay. complain a little. Uh, and that comes with the great uh, travel coffee mug that Rich Bobby got me. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, and lastly, Kyle wants to know, Zach, are you, is there planning underway for a celebratory VWF Schuylkill Trail bike ride in your honor? Mm. So, uh, don't have anything planned right now, <laughs> but uh, have have a lot of hours. I have a lot of hours to kill tomorrow, actually. So, with the game at night, and so uh, maybe maybe a, a bike ride is in store tomorrow afternoon. In oh. retrospect, I I wish that Sheila and I had coordinated to both show up at your house last night and and spray champagne at you. As you open the door, it's it's not like it would have been good. I would have been in on that. I appreciate I I appreciate the compliment. Could have picked up a little Jay Roger like the college days, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, game. Let's get this out of the way so I can sign off. Super swore super. (laughs) Super sore casting, of course. Uh, We know the rules this time, so there's no. Uh, you know, there's no complaining that you didn't know the rules. And if you listen back to last week's episode when I was gone, Shield corrects Zach on the rules because he knows what the rules are. And then he realizes he's in bad shape. And so he then jumps on. Then I realize how stupid the rules were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you knew what the rules were Yeah, at that point at one point in time. Okay. But I, I went back and I, I read the uh, live comments mm. that night and people thought that uh, the revised rules were better. Well, that's possible, and yeah, if we will we will really, play this out. I mean, we will play this out this, is, this week because you know the rules, and we'll see how it goes. I understand that the uh, you know if you wager, you can wager up to eight points or whatever, and you get what you wager might be more fun. I don't think that that's true, and it opens itself up for more chicanery because if I you know I throw in like uh, Carson Wentz is going to throw a pass, and I wait for it, and then I hop on ten points or something. So we'd have to figure out some guardrails. So on one side we have Zach. Sheil, Coach Flynn, my wife, and really there were only two takes. There were there were two takes by uh, listeners. One was you knew the rules, but uh, they weren't great rules. You should do it the other way. Two was the rules were confusing. There was nobody that I saw that thought that <laughs> Bo's way was the best way, and we should continue with that. Zach and I get a text from Bo uh, three hours before the show. Uh, let's do super sore casting one more time with the original rules. 
Yeah, let's see I mean, how it goes. How about, now that we know how, about, how it's working. How about what do you guys think? You know, all right, let's just get this over with. Well, listen, I'm like, I'm I'm just trying to keep my head above water here as we're preparing to head to the hospital any minute. So, uh, you know, let's let's just do what we're doing. I mean, I can't, okay. I can't really come back on that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I'm, it's a conversation. As a, I'm very happy for you. I, I don't know how much you want us to talk about that on the pod. Well, I'm just, you know, it's, yeah, it's I'm, we're, time, we're, time is time is uh, time is of the essence. Fair enough. Right, yeah. All right. All right. So we've each given uh, Marissa three, and we have ten turkeys to bid with, and it's open bidding, and you get only one point if your prediction comes through, no matter how many turkeys you put on it. And then we've got three. Um, uh, predictions that have come from the chat. Marissa, are you are you ready to, uh, you know, yeah. play quarterback? It was here? very hard to pick three from the chat. I have some honorable mentions. We'll I'll say at okay. the end, but very good and very creative from the chat. All right, so we're gonna start with Daniel Jones has multiple fumbles. Two. Okay. Going once. Going twice. Okay. Sold to Bo for two. Okay, I'm gonna keep track really well. That was a good. That was a good one jump by Sheil. Okay, so that one goes to Bo. All right, number two. Boston Scott has at least five receptions. One, one. Ooh, who gets it? Sheil was in first, I think. All right, two. Shield's gonna jump on one as quickly as he can on every time. I'm, listen, I'm, I respect that. I'm playing by the rules. You're playing the game. So, yeah, I've uh, been set forth. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm not going, Zach. That you can have that one if you want it. Okay. Yeah. Bosco wait. five plus. Wait, and, Zach said two. Yes, I said yeah. two. Okay. Okay. Yep. So hold on. All right. Sheila's giddy. Do we have? Do we have? Eager, eager do, to do we jump have to wait line. for the question to be completed or not? <laughs> yes, I yes. think you have to wait for the question. Yeah, the prompt yeah, to be like completed. Yeah, it's like Jeopardy, right? Or not like Jeopardy? Right. I guess you can buzz it at any time. <laughs> Never mind. A non-running back leads the Eagles in rushing One. yards. Yeah. I'm gonna let him have it. Yeah. For one. Okay. Golden Tate has more yards than Deshaun Jackson. One. <laughs> All yours. <laughs> uh, That's actually not that bad. Deshaun could get hurt like two plays that's, in. That's true. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Uh, well, no, oh, we have how many of these? We have 12 of these? You have eight left. Yeah, there are, there are yeah, 12, there are 12 total, total, but okay. you have eight yeah, turkeys left. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'll go two. Hmm. Okay. Sold for, Zach to Zach for, for two. two. Yeah. Okay. Zach, you are down to six. Shields at nine, Bo's at eight. All right. One of the following three things happens. Darius Slay intercepts a pass intended for Darius Slayton. Slayton scores a touchdown in Slay, or the two of them get into a play. One. One. Ooh, Marissa has to judge oh, who got that. I was easily in first. Come on. I don't know about oh, that. I was still reading the question. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anybody, all right, commenters weigh in. That was e- I was easily in first on that one. Anyone want to wait well, for they're, two? Well, they're a little bit easy? behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we can wait for them. All right, let's see the first comment that comes in. It should come well, in any can second. We do a, can we do a poll? Behind. Can we do a poll in here? I don't think so. No, mm. we can't. 
mention that well, to YouTube. Well, the last you know? comment is that the tension is palpable, and he's right. It's just that <laughs> the tension is about who the next comment's going to be. It sounded perfectly even. Oh, my God. What? Whoa. Oh. Oh, my God. Go back. Thank you. Oh, there they come. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. People, get get your hearing checked. That's pretty even. No, I have many more now. How is it? How is it? How, how can there be such disparity? Uh, All right, I'll give it to Shield. He's got the majority of the votes. So I, that's fair. Okay. Um, Ty, I will... Ty goes to Marissa, someone said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my one. No. Uh, I already got the Ty. Are you going to go two, Bo? What were the three things? Slay scores on Slayton. Slayton. No, no. Slayton scores on Slay. Slay intercepts right. on Slayton, or they get in a fight. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm not going to go two. Okay. All right, so Sheil is down to eight. Bo is at eight, and Zach is at six. The two teams combine for seven or more dropped passes. One. Two. Oh, boy, that's a lot of drop passes. Okay. How are we qualifying drops, though? Uh, sport radar tracking. Okay, fair How enough. How about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Going once. It's not as fun as the slay when slay Slayton when I wish I had done that instead. You wish you had wagered your two on yeah. there. All right, so we're halfway we're halfway through, and Zach and I have six left, and Shield has eight left. Yes, correct. Okay, Richard Rogers has more receptions than the amount of times Carson Wentz is sacked. I mean, even I, even I don't want to game theory this one. All right, one <laughs> one. I'll go one. I mean, really, if there was one I didn't want to do. <laughs> but, uh, so I'll give it a one. I'll go two. Oh, Rich Rod. Zach, you want in? Now I'm going to save my, my turkeys. All right. All right. Sold to Bo for two. So Bo is down to four. Yep. Wait, okay. the Eagles just released Jamon Brown. Oh, and wow. sign Jason Kroom from the practice squad to the active roster. Mm. Sounds about right. All right. Back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants punt on fourth and less than five from inside Eagles territory. One. One. That was me. I think that was me. No, that was, I think that was me. <laughs> I think it was that. That was me. I think it was uh, that. How many that? questions are left after this one, Marissa? We're five um, or four after this one, one. two three yep four and how, two and how many am i down by i mean how, i mean how you many have, have eight. i you have eight how many left, questions two. have i uh taken so far two Ooh, i'm bidding two but, i'm bidding two here just yeah your your one that you got has mm, is like packed with mm, possibilities okay. but right, so i only have two only one uh you went two on that mm, all right i can't go three okay Zach, do you want to go three? No. Okay. Okay, so Bo gets that for two. So Bo only has two Everyone thought that Zach, a lot of people thought Zach won that one. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, you were right. Uh, Oh, we gave it to Zach. We gave it to Zach. Bo just jumped in and said he won. Yeah. I thought I did. (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) No, no, that was the one we just did. No, I I, I waited. We got it. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're confusing me. I got a lot Marissa's of... Marissa's ready to punch head. everybody. Marissa's going to break that mug over our heads. Exactly. <laughs> All right, three left. Darius Slay has his first interception. One. Zach, Two. Oh, first. 
Marissa, how yeah. dare you? Do you have anything left to wager, Bo? What are you on? Two. Bo has two left. Bo has two left. And this is the, how many questions after this one? Three? There's, three more. Uh, three. three after this I'll one. go three. Oh. Okay, Bo, you're eliminated from yep. competing in this oh. one. Okay, so now how much does Zach have left? Zach would have three after this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Zach gets it? Yep. All right. Jalen Hurts will set a season high for offensive touches. One. Two. Um, Bo went three to two, so he knocked uh, you two out. Hmm. So offensive touches. I'll so go three. We're talking about runs or passes. Oh, I, I, I can't bid anymore then. I only have three left. So Or handoffs. Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so the amount of times he touches the ball. Yeah, I go Not th- snaps, but touches. I'll go three. Yeah. I'll go three. Yeah. Yes, it's specific. it says touches. Okay. But 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 we're not qualifying touches as as like catches or, or rushes. We're talking about like li- because the NFL would consider offensive touches the amount of like um, that's true. Yeah. So uh, talking- I read it as how many times he touches the ball. He touches the ball. Okay. Well, it's it's easy for you to say. You just you didn't. You thing. just say but that. I agree. A I agree. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I'm this just guy. saying. Oh it's easy God. for you to say. <laughs> It's also easy. Yeah, for it was him my to say question. He wrote that. Yeah. He wrote that question. Yeah. Okay. So I was the creator. So okay. So he gets that one. You got it. Yeah, Zach can't. Uh, All right, he gets number it. three. All right, we have two left. Boaz two. Zach has three. Sheila has five. <laughs> Darius Slayton will have a catch of forty plus yards. Two, three. Zach can't beat it. So she gets it. it. So she gets it. Zach's gonna get the last one. How do you know? Okay. What does Zach have left? We he has three left and we have two left, so he's just mm-hmm. gonna get it. Okay. Okay, last one. The Eagles will start four or more possessions from inside their own twenty yard line. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. I got stuck with this. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's. I feel like. Oh, that's I, I was thinking inside the Giants twenty yard line. Okay, yeah, inside their twenty yard line. All right, so I I I will get this. Do we have to do yeah. the bidding or can I just take it? You no. got it. Okay. Right, so it worked it. out. That worked out appropriately. We all got four things. Yeah. Okay. Um, and these are the honorable mentions. The Eagles will score more than twelve points before the presidential debate ends. Oof. Doctor Shield Doctor Shield gets hired to help turn around the Eagles' medical staff injury problems and more Eagles takeaways than Giants' twenty-plus yard plays. Mm. Okay. So to recap, I have. Uh, Daniel Jones, two-plus fumbles, uh, seven-plus drops between the two teams. Uh, Dick Rod has more catches than Wentz sacks. And the Giants punt at least once on a fourth and less, five or five or less from Eagles territory. Zach has, uh, Bosco has five-plus catches. Golden Tate has more receiving yards than Deshaun Jackson. Darius Slay has his first interception of the season. And the Eagles start at least four possessions from inside their own 20. And Scheel has a non-running back leads the Eagles in rushing. Uh, the Darius Slay, Darius Slayton competition. <laughs> uh, season high in touches for Jalen Hurts. And Darius Slayton has a 40-plus yard catch. So there you go. Big Darius Slayton game for me. Yeah, fascinating stuff. All By right. the way, uh, before we go on to our, our, our predictions, I got the quote of the day. Uh, coming from Ryan Fitzpatrick down mm-hmm. in Miami. Quote, I basically got fired yesterday, and my day consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who who, who, who replaced <laughs> me for four hours. 
That's true. That's good. It's a good quote. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, Go ahead. One, one, one other thing the chat's been discussing and with the Jamon Brown news, I think it's interesting to bring it up. Um, Quentin Spain released by the Bills. Could that be a possibility for the Eagles? Quick question. I, I don't see the Eagles going in that direction uh, right now because I, I think their meet I, I think their help is more or their need is more short term. Um, and uh, I imagine they'll have some options back after this game. They have what ten days before they play again. Then they have a bye week. So really, they only have one game in 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 twenty plus days or something. And uh, the injury situation might look different then. So. I can't imagine them looking for veteran help at this point. Bo? I just like, you know, what, what's the story? Why was he released? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to just get whacked, right? So you got to do your homework. But, um, you know, if it comes down to, you know, a Jamon Brown type or Quentin Spain, sure, go ahead and get him. I feel like there, there might be uh, somebody else around the league who has a, a more dire need. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he, he started 16 games for them last season and their offensive line was really good. So he's, he's 29 years old, but uh, yeah, I think fell out of favor uh, this year. They replaced him, I believe. And I don't know if there was an injury involved there, but I think Zach's point is a good one that if you feel like you're getting healthy with some of these guys, then uh, you probably don't need to make that move now. And another team might uh, have a more glaring need. And of course, the uh, the real reason the Eagles are not going to sign him is that he's never played for the Eagles before. It's <laughs> true. All right, let's get to our uh, crystal ball, Eagle. Tomorrow night on prime time national television, the Eagles take on the Giants. Zach, why don't you tell us what you think is going to happen? The line What's, last yeah. check was, was I think it's four, four and, and a half. half. Yeah, that's what I'm checking. And and the over under <laughs> is uh, forty five. Okay, uh, so yeah, four and a half line. 45 over under. I, I I I like the Eagles here, even with the injuries that they have. And Bo and I were were talking about this in the beat back and forth the other day. I actually think the next Giants game is a little easier for the Eagles than this game, given the fact that it's a quick turnaround and the Eagles are undermanned. Um, but I, I I think the Eagles are the better team. They have some mismatches they can exploit. Um, I I like Doug in a short week. I like Carson in a short week. And so I am going Eagles winning. The question is, am I going them covering? And I am going to say no on that. I'm going 24-21. Uh, mm. So that Ooh, you're maybe hitting the, you're hitting the over under right on the right on the right notes. on the number. Yep. And maybe Jake Elliott kicks a uh, ah. a, a game winning field goal here. Um, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. No. Perhaps that's what happened <laughs> in 2017. Although somebody did, uh, I believe somebody tweeted at us. You know, Jason Peters' job on the team right now should just be to tell Jake Elliott no more misses, no more, no more. He doesn't need to play anymore. And just that's true. Yeah, just scare him. And then he 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 did make his his next five kicks of 50 plus that year after that speech or that in, after Peters implored him. I can go next because this is the rare uh, show where where Shiel has not already published his prediction for the game, so we'll uh, we'll build up the suspense for him to go last. <clears throat> I uh, I think I agree with pretty much everything Zach was saying. Like you know, I'm not I'm not going to come on here and uh, predict a Joe Judge team to win. It's just uh, not something I'm going to do. That said, I also said that I wasn't going to pick the Eagles the rest of the year until they put Elijah Riley on the active roster. So I think I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win but not cover. Um, I do think they will be able to uh, dominate this game defensively at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, 
Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, they should eat. Uh, maybe we'll even get to see Javon Hargrave do something interesting. And I think they'll be able to do enough on offense, um, whether that is, uh, you know, a shot play to Deshaun Jackson or just, you know, Travis Fulgham's emergence in prime time. People get to see that he's actually a good player and not just a fluke. Uh, I think they will win this game probably uh, like a little bit handily at the end, but the Giants score a late touchdown to, uh, to cover. I give me Eagles 27-24. Well, first, Zach, you stand, and then you say the def- they're going to eat. This, this podcast's getting pretty cool here. I might have to uh, uh, keep up somehow. Uh, I've, I've been encouraged by the uh, play of Carson Wentz over the last two weeks. I think Fulgham is sort of this interesting mystery character that's popped up out of nowhere and really uh, gives them something. I don't think that this, uh, you know, this Giants defensive line, I, I don't think it's one that would necessarily overpower the Eagles offensive line, even if they're at less than uh, full strength, which, which they will be. And you go into a game against Daniel Jones and you know you're getting at least one turnover. Now, that could make for an interesting postgame pot if they don't, but that has been the case. As you're getting one, there's a good chance you're getting two. And so... Jason Garrett should not be uh, out coaching you in this game. I think the Eagles are going to pre- win pretty uh, handily in this game. Maybe it's like close in the first half, but then they pull away. Uh, so I've got Eagles 27, Giants 17. And I do, I, we haven't talked about this. I mean, we mentioned it at the top, but I mean, this is a this is a big game for my brand if Sua Opeta is getting oh. his first start potentially. Here I was. I thought Bo was going to say like for the state of the franchise, you know, you get embarrassed on Thursday night. Our, he- uh, our head's going to roll. Saying. Our guy's yeah. going to get fired. But of course, it was about so- Sua Opeta. I should have known much more. Important. I mean, we I have been talking about Sua Opeta for a year and a half now for him to finally me, be getting this all start. Know. <laughs> it's a big night. I thought Bo was was gonna say like this is a monumental time in his life like there's a yeah, lot going baby, on right now. Right. He'll, you know. he'll always remember this game because of yeah. you of all like, people cannot cannot be cannot be spitting that out. You know you got the rest of your life with these kids. I I was always I the birth of my two kids were two of the greatest days of my life. Hmm. I I so yeah I was just there. behind yesterday. <laughs> I loved I. I I, 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 there's nothing bad I can, I'm not, you can't put that on. I love my kids. Of course. Of course. I was, at, I was, uh, at the hospital. You love awards too. I was at the hospital for, uh, baby number one, Eagles Giants, uh, Sunday night game. Was, Eagles Giants. Oh, Brian Dawkins, uh, were they retiring his jersey or something? And yeah. So oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah that, that was Chip. Yes, that was, that the, was the game. That was the game that uh, the Giants had a game-winning field goal that fell short, mm-hmm. uh, from like forty-eight yards or something like that. It was it was it was bizarrely short. So Bo's always going to remember this game. We can do this this Birds with Friends ten years from now, and he'll he'll no matter what he's 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 going to remember this Thursday night game. What, I can promise you that. What what are the chances you're giving that Bo is able to cover? This Thursday night game tomorrow night. I don't know. I mean, I'll defer to Bo on that. <laughs> I know you don't have any insight. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Zach's like, I haven't really reported this one out yet. I don't want to yeah. speculate. <laughs> I don't. I don't. He's got to make some calls. Uh, I'm. I'm going to say it's at like 45 percent. That you cover the game. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Now, are you in for the post game pod, Shield? Oof. Mm. It's going to be like 2 a.m., Shield. Is that how late it's going to be? 
Uh, well, let, let's give me some kind of like stipulation. It doesn't have to be that late necessarily. If you can, if you can yeah. do it, uh, if you can bump it up earlier, I'm more we can. to. But I don't want to ruin your uh, writing schedule, so we'll talk about it. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're at whatever works for Bo this week. If you could do it right after, you know, your well, interviews I mean, are wrapped a, up. Time doesn't. Well, you might be forced to, right? Yeah. All right. If Bo's at the if Bo's oh. at the hospital, then yes, Zach, I will do it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we'll do like a three hour. We'll do daily pods. Yeah. We'll do a lot. Elijah Riley's yeah. segment. Yeah. Maybe we can I'm going to be signing on. into the chat. Like. Yeah. yeah. Marissa, make sure Bo is like, doesn't get the invite or whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for uh, this supersized edition of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening and for watching. And we will uh, at least. Some of us will be with you tomorrow night to cover the game uh, with the post-game pod as the Eagles take on the Giants. So for Marissa and Shiel and the award-winning Zach Berman, I'm Bowen as always. We love you.